This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. 100 years from October 1st, 1921, to music radio, to talk radio's crown jewel, worldwide and beyond. WLIRFM Hampton Bays. From around the world to around the block. Check this out. No one knows New York better. The founder of the Guardian Angels, Curtis Lewa. And you can't compete against that. On 77 WABC. As we continue on our coverage of the Greek Independence Day Parade, which is going up Fifth Avenue as we speak, it has been on the shelf for two years, as all parades were, as a result of the lockdown and pandemic of 2020. But there's been a revival, masks off, hands in the air like you just don't care. It's time to get back to regular life. And so there have been a series of parades before, the week before, which the Support the Israel Day Parade. Now the Greek Independence Parade, and then wepa, wepa next weekend. The mother of all parades, the Puerto Riqueño Day Parade up that same Fifth Avenue. But today, Fifth Avenue belongs to the Greeks, belongs to our own owner-operator, John Katsimatidis, great talk show host in his own right, as he's copped a squat with our broadcast facility halfway through the parade site. He's inter- interviewing a lot of the Greek notables. You could go to WABCTV.com. That's WABCTV.com. Right, staff? Uh, I know you've been having some ouzo there in the control room you have in the bag. But we have the live stream of the parade. You can do a simulcast. You can watch the parade. And yet, listen to me. That's WABCRadio.TV. That's WABCRadio.TV. So on one side, you can see the continuation of the Greek Independence Day Parade up Fifth Avenue. You can see the WABC broadcast booth with our owner-operator, John Katsimatidis, and a number of Greek notables. But most specifically, you keep it right here. Oh, yeah, because my Greek music is pumping and jumping. That's right. Raise the roof. Let me hear it. Opa, opa, whereas next weekend it'll be wepo, wepa. Well, it's not much of a difference, is there? Anyway, it's a fabulous day, and a lot of people are busting their budgets with uh, Greek pride. You know, it was over 200 years ago that the Greeks broke the chains and shackles of the Ottoman Empire. The totalitarian regime, Suleiman, uh, who ruled with an iron fist, 
And the Greeks said to him, Ufa, Ufa, declare their independence. And they've been footloose and fancy-free ever since. Although right after World War II, interesting, they had their own civil war like we had a civil war, like the Spaniards had their civil war before World War II, pitting uh, the geopolitical forces against the world. Well, back then, in uh, the late 1940s, in the Greek Civil War, you had the communists, the partisans from World War II. They were aligned with Joseph Stalin and the Soviet Union. And then the nationalists were aligned with the United States and her allies. And thank God the nationalists won. The communists were repelled. And at least you know that part of the story. But, oh, it's a gorgeous day out there. The stands were out. The souvlakis, the gyros. If you really wanted a cup and squat and have a main dish, the main dish I grew up with in the Greek community at every Greek diner that existed in the five boroughs and in the tri-state area of Pennsylvania, Connecticut, New Jersey, and New York, moussaka, moussaka. But you know, some of these old codgers, they had to get their ouzo before the parade. They have their little flask on the side of their uh, belt they're sipping ouzo during the parade, and then you're going they're gonna be knocking it back at the end of the parade, and they're gonna be oozoed out, oozoed out. But you know, it gave me pause to think that probably one of the greatest historical situations that reflected on my life, that promoted the macho maniacal history of the Greeks, occurred many many hundred of years ago. And I was reminded of that in wake of the malaise of cowardice that has gripped our nation, starting off with the uh, impotence of the police officers outside of that, uh, that school in Texas. As they waited outside, a crazed gunman killed 19 children, two teachers, and they chose to do nothing, nothing. Even though the children inside were calling 911, the screams, the pleas, the parents on the outside, the loved ones who were saying, do something, do something. And they were rendered impotent, like eunuchs, like geldings. And in fact, the parents, to their credit, they were planning to actually bum rush the school and take matters into their own hands, vigilante style. Absolutely. It would have been necessary. Almost like what happened so many years ago, the bravery high in the sky, when the passengers of United 93, all of a sudden, their lives turned upside down because four terrorists of Al-Qaeda had seized the cockpit, had taken control of the flight of the plane. They weren't going to their destination, no. They were all huddled to the back of the uh, plane with the crew and the staff. And they knew, uh-oh, this is double trouble. The terrorists told them to mind their own business. They had the uh, single-edge sharpened razors at the helm. Todd Beamer met with the other passengers and the crew, and obviously the pilot and co-pilot, and they took a vote what to do. They were 18 minutes outside of our nation's capital, 18 minutes away, and the intent of these al-Qaeda devils was to fulfill the vow of Osama bin Laden, the enemy of all enemies of Western civilization that got its start right there in Athens in Greece. And Todd Beamer said the vote is to go on the offense, to charge, to attack. And it's probably going to mean all of our deaths. But let me take this container in front of me. Let's roll.
And they rolled right into those four Al-Qaeda terrorists and fought them to their death as United Flight 93 just went and crashed in the fields of Shankville, Pennsylvania. That was total courage. That wasn't the cowardice that we see amongst men now across America. That was courage with capital letters. I don't know if there were any Greeks on that plane, Greek Americans, probably the percentile, the analytics, 40 passengers, stewards, stewardesses, pilot, co-pilot. There were probably a Greek or two. And it harkened back to what I remember reading as a boy in the library of PS 114 in the class of Jungle Jenny Wilson. We went for a weekly trip to the PS 114 library, and we were all able to take a book for a week. These uh, were not difficult books to read, mostly pictures, no $5 words, and they were big. And we could take them home as long as we brought them back because that librarian in PS 114, if we were an hour late with our return, a day late, they'd kick in your front door and they'd tell your mom and dad, hey, I'm going to arrest your son. He's going to get a JD card, juvenile delinquent card for keeping a book out late. And I'll never remember, I'll never forget the book that I wanted to keep in perpetuity. Our numbers, you can weigh in on this because it's a two-way street here, ladies and gentlemen. It's not just me suffering from blabbervosia verbosa on this gorgeous Sunday afternoon with the Greek Independence Day Parade working its way up Fifth Avenue. No, this kind of a program that I do, and if you had a chance, you got to still try to get the hard copy of the New York Post on Saturday because our owners and operators with Greek pride, John and Margot Katsimatidis, took out a full-page ad, a full-page ad before a weekend schedule, and it was highlighted by saying, have a Curtis and music weekend, because that's what I do. I mix the music with the talk, and it's not just me running my mouth a mile a minute. It's not guests. It's extending to you the opportunity to be heard. This was where democracy was born, Greece. This is where basically the start of the town hall meetings that we always hear about but don't participate in as much as we should actually began. That's right, in Athens and eventually in our own country in the New England colonies of New Hampshire and Massachusetts as the rebellion against the Brits and the Union Jack. And that's right, the Queen Mum with her platinum jubilee. A double oofah to the biggest welfare cheats in the world. And thank God, thank God for George Washington and our revolutionary army to throw the chains and shackles of British oppression off of us so that we didn't have to pay every nickel, dime, and penny to the king in England. And thank you to the French. I don't oftentimes compliment the French, but without the French giving us aid and support, and General Lafayette, we are here, is a very good chance we would have lost to the mightiest army who sent the mightiest armada of all to bring down our 13 colonies. So now you have a little bit of a slice of that, but in this full-page ad, you see Curtis Lee were live all weekend. They give you my Saturday schedule. It's morning, noon, and night. They give you my Sunday schedule. It's morning, noon, and night from 12 to 6, from uh, midnight to 6 in the morning, and then the shift I'm doing now, 3 to 5, uh, Vinnie Maduno comes in. Oh, 
Vinny Maduno, he's skyrocketing. He has taken the crown from Frankie Five Burroughs Murano. He is the Staten Island kid. By day, he's a teacher at Richmond High School in the shadow of the Bayonne Bridge. And here at WABC on the weekends, he doesn't just spin stack of wax as a protege of Cousin Brucie. No, 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 no. This guy can sing. He's got the pipes. He, he actually sang a Jay Black and American song. And he hit those high notes, those acapella notes at our ratings party over at the Empire Steakhouse. He just rocked the world. And as a result of that, this rising star who had only an hour on Saturdays before Bruce Morrow, a.k.a. Cousin Brucey, from 5 to 6. So nice, they decided to do it twice. So he's on from 5 to 6, and then you know who comes. It's Jersey Joe Piscopo. You get two hours of Sinatra. Sponsored by uh, Ramsey Mazda. Hey, we'll throw in Subaru, too. Then it's Dean Martin with Dina Martin, his daughter, spinning the old-time records of Dean Martin, who came from Steubenville, Ohio. And then guess who's back? It's Curtis Lewa from 9 to 11 with the news of the day and commentary and then the most listened to of the many hours where WABC stands for always broadcasting, Curtis. My lovely wife, Nancy who I'm celebrating my fifth anniversary with. She's the keeper. Nobody better, but she's the animal rights expert. An animal rescuer par excellence. Whatever you have on your mind about dogs or cats or animals, she'll answer it from 11 to 12. And then Dominic Carter, who is one of the announcers as we speak, celebrating uh, the democracy, the freedom of Greece along Fifth Avenue today with John Katsimatidis. He'll be here from 12 to 1, but no Frank Murano to begin the week. No, no, he's off in Hawaii. And I'll let you know more about that from 1 to 5 as I bogart his four hours. And it seems to be all Curtis all the time. But wait, it gets better. I've now scored the trifecta, the trinity, the troika for the third week in a row. After you get your Bill O'Reilly update at 12 noon for 15 minutes, then I do my rip and read and commentary, and I serve you lunch on here at WABC, the Curtis Sliwa Show. And each and every one of these shows is so extraordinarily different. Before I get back to that moment in history as a young youth in Canarsie when I was motivated by the Greeks. Not the Italians, not the Poles, not the Jews, the Greeks. Hold your horses. Uh, have yourself a little souvlaki, a gyro, some moussaka, because this story is definitely going to give impetus for you to understand why I am considered the world's number one vigilante. In fact, I will stand there to the day I die to fight off the horde of the enemies of society, no matter who they are. But before we do that, oh, there's a bonus in effect for all of you. Mark it down on your calendars. I don't care if you have something to do, cancel it. Because this Thursday night, the man himself who came back to WABC, his place to be because of the call out to where he was broadcasting in nowhere land, uh, I guess uh, up there in the Big Bird, Cousin Brucey, returned to his roots. And now you can hear him every Saturday night from 6 to 10 live. Oh, man, he's as good as he was in the glory days of WABC when it was the number one top 40 station in the nation, spinning stacks of wax. Cousin Brucey, Herb Oscar Anderson, Harry Harrison, the whole crew. And then Cousin Brucey went away for a while. He was in exile. But then all of a sudden he came back, and now he'll be live and in person. That's right, live and in person. 
Thursday night, June 9th, 7.30, at the PNC Bank Arts Center in Homedale, New Jersey, right along the Garden State Parkway. You can stop and pay your respects. There's a huge monument right there next to the PNC Bank Arts Center to the Vietnam War veterans. I've been there like twice. It's absolutely magnificent with all the pride and glory of promoting America and service to our country. And then come see Cousin Brucey as he MCs live. Tommy James and the Shondells. Little Anthony, I hope, with the Imperials. That was one of my all-time favorite acapella uh, groups. And then the 1910 Fruit Gum Company. And guess how much it costs, ladies and gentlemen? You don't have to throw nickels around like manhole covers because it's free, free, free. Just do me a solid. On the way there, in your gas guzzler, knowing that Joe Biden, no, he says it's Putin's fault. The gasoline is approaching $7 a gallon here. There are various Luke Oil stations along the Garden State Parkway, right? That's the service center. That's the rest stop. That's owned by Vladimir Putin. Push your car. Don't put any Luke Oil in your tank. First of all, it's too expensive. By the time uh, Thursday night comes around, gasoline may be $8 a gallon. Do not gas up in Lucor. Say no to Putin. No to Putin. See how I incorporate in the cultural, the social, the political, and even a little Curtis Lee with Super Sports Spectacular. That's what you get when you listen to now, once again, the number one news talk station in the nation, WABC. Our number is 1-800-848-9222. As the parade continues up Fifth Avenue, the annual Greek Independence Day Parade has been resurrected as a result of being in lockdown for two years. Oh, look, the Greeks are marching up there with all their pride. You can actually watch it in a simulcast. You get to see it on WABC, RadioTV.com, right? WABC, RadioTV. Oh, uh, you make it so complicated. WABCRadio.tv. WABCRadio.tv. You can see our broadcast booth there when John Katsimatidis and all the celebrities of the Greek-American community, some of them, that's right, coming in all the way from Athens and all the islands that surround that great country that has... Uh, Let's face it, it's the epicenter of democracy, so much of what we've weaned off of all the years. And then you get to listen to me. And now I'll tell you what my influence was in starting the Guardian Angels. Many people have said, ah, Curtis, what were you, mugged, beaten, robbed? Was your house invaded? Was it because it was the terrible late 70s and early 80s when crime was at its height in New York City? No. No, when I was a kid in PS 114 in the class of Jungle Jenny Wilson, we went to the library, the school library, as all the classes did once a week. And we had an opportunity to take out one book, one book alone, and had to return it within the week. Or there were consequences. Oh, yeah, I'm talking about triple life without parole, and you'd end up with a JD card. Our number's 1-800-848-9222. That's 1-800-848-WABC. And what I read was a book that talked about three days that rocked the world, where 300 Spartans defended a narrow pass. Three days at Thermopylae, and they were battling thousands and thousands of Persian warriors sent by King Xerxes to once again bring the Greeks under control. 
and the only thing standing between King Xerxes and the thousands and thousands of Persian uh, members of their military was 300 Spartans led by their king, Leonidas. Imagine, 300 against thousands. And first day, they battled to the death, but they held the pass. And then Xerxes said, how can this be that these Spartans can hold off thousands of my finest warriors? So he pushed up his special forces. He called them the Immortals. And they launched an offensive attack on that mountain pass. And again, the 300 Spartans fought them off to their total death. 299 died. One was told, go back to our people in Sparta. Tell them what's occurred. Tell them to rally round our flag. Tell them that we must battle the Persians to their death. And eventually they did. Now, is that bravery? Is that courage? Those 300 Spartans knew that they would die. But they knew with their death, the freedoms of Sparta, of Athens, of all the cities, the Greek cities, would be preserved against the authoritarian Xerxes and the Persians, who in modern form now have become the Ayatollah Khomeini's. That's right, the Iranians, the Royal Guard. That is a threat to the world. Oh, Greeks have so much to be proud of. Our number is 1-800-848-9222. That's 1-800-848-WABC. Courage, not cowardice. Courage, not cowardice. That's the theme that I've attached to the Greek Independence Day Parade that has been resurrected like all ethnic parades and marching up with Greek-American pride of Fifth Avenue as we speak. And the reason I say that is as we look to an area where we can be heard, the 50,000 powerful watts of sound throughout the tri-state area, and eastern Pennsylvania until dusk. Then we're heard in 38 states, parts of Canada, a sliver of Europe, and right on down to Davy Jones's locker in the Bermuda Triangle. So I'm seeing the Philadelphia News today, which is almost the crime capital of America, second only to Chi-Town, Chicago, in terms of murder rate and shootings. And I'm seeing, wow, look at this. Wow, totally out of control. 14 shot, three dead in a mass shooting last night on South Street. South Street is where you party in Philly. They got the gin mills, they got the bars, they got the nightclubs. And this is a city that's totally out of control with a police commissioner named Outlaw. Why the hell would you have a police commissioner named Outlaw? It implies that outlaws will rule, and they do. Their murder rate is the highest it's ever been. And guess where they got outlaw from? Portland, Oregon. Oh, wow. I'd love to have seen which people were part of that selection committee. The problem is they have Larry Krasner as the DA of Philly. He's the George Soros guy. He wants to end mass incarceration, defund the police, defund prisons. He's like so many DAs now, he doesn't want to lock anybody up. But you know what he's quoted as saying in the Philadelphia Inquirer this morning? The guardian angels must leave Philadelphia. They're vigilantes. Hey, pal, you an outlaw and the rest of your cabal? What the hell did you do about the 14 shot three dead in South Street? 
I mean, that would be the equivalent of this happening in New York City at the South Street Seaport. And he's worried about guardian angels being vigilantes? It shows you how everything is upside down and all around. Courage, not cowardice. Courage, not cowardice. Let me tell you a story about a great Greek-American, although he did not become the first Greek-American president. Uh, it's interesting because I got a chance to speak to Michael Dukakis at a Greek-American gathering hosted by our own John Katsimatidis and Margot Katsimatidis a while back. This is well after he had been uh, the governor of the Miracle of Massachusetts, well after he had run for the presidency as the Democratic nominee in 1988 and was ahead in the polls of Bush 41. No, he was more sedate. Uh, he was a great conversational. It's only about 5'8". He's a bit on the shorty short side. And I sat down there, and boy... I was able to partake in a lot of conversation with Michael Dukakis. You know, I had made fun of him like so many people remember in that race where he had on the, he had on the tank cap. He was in that tank, and he had that cap on his head that made him look ridiculous. But I didn't realize that, that this same Dukakis, this same Greek-American, had served in the United States Army in Korea had uh, served our country in Korea, something that are a lot of our elected officials have chosen not to do, either Republicans or Democrats. He served honorably in Korea. And I remember talking with him. I said, what was it like to first be governor in the Kennedy state of Massachusetts where you could count the number of Greeks on one hand? He said, man, Curtis, it was difficult. There were Kennedys to my left, Kennedys to my right. Uh, every Kennedy in the world was thinking of, we could take out that Greek guy. There's more Irish here, more Kennedy clones. But they didn't. But in 1978, he ran for re-election, and he got sacked by the Republican named King. And he licked his wounds, and he came back. He took that licking, but came back ticking and won the governorship again in 82 and 86. And you know the rest of the story. He ran in 1988 and defeated what they called, I think it was the Seven Dwarfs. Yeah, Joe Biden at that time running for the presidency. Al Gore, who was uh, Ed Koch's choice. Jesse Jackson, who in the course of that campaign called New York City Town and imploded. Senator Paul Simon of Illinois, Bruce Babbitt of Arizona. Gary Hart was in it at first. He was way ahead. And then he got caught up in Colorado with monkey business. You remember? How many of you remember which uh, gumada he had then? that caused his political self-destruction. And what did she go on to do? What gene company did she become a spokesperson for? Because as part of the Curtis Sliwa show, we give you out a Curtis Sliwa booby trap prize because we believe that trivia leads to further conversation, and it already does. Who was the woman? Who was the Eve to Gary Hart's Adam that caused his political implosion in monkey business, what was her name, and what was the gene company that she became a spokesperson for? Our number is 1-800-848-9222. That's 1-800-848-WABC. That's also where Dollar Bill Bradley, remember the former Nick, U.S. Senator from New Jersey, jumped in, and just as quick jumped in, he jumped out because, I mean, he just spoke in intellectual wonk talk. He had no touch for the common man. And that was also a presidential election cycle 
that Mario Cuomo, the Hamlet on the Hudson, was deciding, should I enter, should I not enter, should I enter, should I not enter? And against all odds, Michael Dukakis was elected the Democratic nominee of the Democratic Party in Atlanta. That's the one, remember, where Governor Bill Clinton of uh, Arkansas gave a two-hour speech, and everybody said, that guy will never be president of the United States. Four years later, it was like Nixon came back like a vampire. But I want to tell you one special story about Michael Dukakis. He finally had secured the support of the Democrats in New York City who were divided when he was running in the Democratic campaign. Ed Koch was with him, who had supported Al Gore, a number of the other local officials. And where did they go first to pay tribute to what could have been the first Greek American to become president? They went to St. Demetrius, the cathedral for the Greek Orthodox faith on 30th Drive in Astoria. And I, my God, it was like the return of the prodigal son. The, the, the sea opened up with Greek Americans uh, like the Red Sea parted for Moses. He was on his way. Alongside with him was the great actress Olympia Dukakis, who was his cousin. Remember, she was in like 60 movies, won the Oscar for Moonstruck, and boy, she raised his profile. And I said to myself, hmm, this guy might be president. And then he went over the overpass of Grand Central to Corona, past Spaghetti Park, and he was there right outside of Parkside, that mob joint. Very infamous, but a lot of people go there. And the Corona Ice King. And it was Madame Baldi. Madame Baldi was an Italian widow. She go, she went to church every morning, novena on Monday, stationed in the cross, dressed in black in the Italian tradition. And she had the best bakery in all of Corona. And all night long, her staff were preparing for the arrival of Michael Dukakis, maybe the first Greek president. And so they were baking the struyadel, the corona, the cologne. <laughs> oh, my God. Every Italian delight you could imagine, the pastries. And then all of a sudden, Michael Dukakis arrives with his Democratic entourage, Ed Koch in the lead, who always understood. The test of a true politician in New York City ethnic politics is when you're offered an ethnic delight, you eat it. And you act like you like it. So here was Michael Dukakis, and Madame Baldi came up, and she had, oh, she had all the Italian pastries. She knew he wasn't going to take the Struyadels and the Napoleons, but she said, oh, he'll take the cannolis, right? You know, remember, take the cannolis, leave your guns at home. She gives him a tray of cannolis that people would die for. That's what Madame Baldi's was best known for. Michael Dukakis looks at her. The cameras are whirling. This is his moment in the sun. He's got the Greek vote locked up. He'll get the Italian vote if he just tastes Madame Baldi's cannolis. And he says, sorry, I'm on a diet. And they leave there, and Ed Koch muttered to himself, this guy's going to lose. This guy's going to lose. And now you know the rest of the story. <laughs> ah, you see how much you learned in that first half hour as we did our tribute to the annual Greek Independence Day Parade that our own John Katsimatidis is hosting uh, along the line of March. He's doing the broadcast. Again, you could do a simulcast here. You can watch it on your 72-inch big screen TV at wabcradio.t. TV, that's WABCRadio.tv. But then again, you got to listen to me on the radio, 
770 AM WABC as I take you to the 5 o'clock hour. So let's go to the phones. And Kathy in Basking Ridge, who wants to answer the trivia question of who was the gumada, the home slice for Gary Hart, who took down his presidential candidacy in Colorado before it got going and ended up with a very lucrative contract as spokesperson for a gene company. Your turn to be heard here at WABC, Kathy. Hi, Curtis. It's great to speak with you. Um, Her name was Susan Rice, and she worked for No Excuses Jeans. Hmm. Now, you're saying Susan Rice. Hmm. Now, let me go to our panel of intelligentsia, our Wikipedia panel here. Hold on a second. Hold on. Susan Rice... I don't think that is correct because Susan Rice is affiliated, affiliated, as you know, with the Barack Obama administration. I want I want to put you on the shelf here, Kathy. Don't hang up because you might be right. I may be wrong. I've been in the sun a little too long in the Greek Independence Day Parade earlier and maybe had a few too many shots of ouzo. So it's disturbed my thought pattern. Can you hold on the line there, Kathy? Hold on. Yes, hold on. Oh, man, I Wow. Imagine if Kathy's right and I'm wrong. But Susan Rice, that's a blast from the past. That's Barack Obama's administration. A big supporter of President Joe Biden, who was vice president when she served. I'm almost positive. Let's try Jeff. Let's try Jeff in Manhattan. Am I right, Jeff? Or is Kathy right? She's wrong, but I wish she was right, because if she was right, Susan Rice wouldn't have done all the damage she did on the Obama and is doing now on the Biden. But the, but the answer is Donna Rice. Yes. And, yes. And the other question. Oh, hold on. Hold on a second, Jeff. Uh, you're gallant, right? Like women first, men second, right, Jeff? Yeah. Exactly. Oh, you, hesita- you, you hesitated there, <laughs> Jeff. You hesitated there. The reason I mention that is I'm going to be Solomon here. I'm going to split the baby in half. The baby will still be alive. You will get your WABC hat with the Curtis Lewis show on it. But I also want you to be gallant and say I want Kathy also to get her own hat. Can I hear it drip from your lips? Oh, absolutely. I, I, I want Kathy to get her own hat. And like I said, I only wish she was right so that all the damage that Susan Rice did to our country and is still doing to our country wouldn't be happening. But I absolutely want Kathy to get her hat. Yes, and both of you will. Both of you, please stay on the line. Uh, our phone screen here. Don't lose them. If you lose them, I'm dead. I'm dead. And make sure that Kathy in Basking Ridge, New Jersey, gets her WABC hat. Get all her pertinent information so we could get it to Jake the Snake Roberts. He better not mess it up. Oh, man, he will get the beat down of his life. And then, of course, Jeff, who through very gentle massaging and constructive criticism of Kathy, acceded to her and said, yep, I agree. It should be two, two WABC Curtis Leewood caps and not one. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com system, all lowercase, 
to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. Talk Radio 77 WABC. Check this out. No one knows New York better. The founder of the Guardian Angels, Curtis Lewa. And you can't compete against that. On 77 WABC. What a great song. What a great song. And it's all part and parcel of what you get here at WABC. Now, once again, the number one news talk station in the nation, but whose uh, weekend programming has so much entertainment. I mean, look at this full-page ad. I realize some of you, you don't get the hard copy of the New York Post, but on Saturday it was blazing. Have a Curtis and Music Weekend because I blend the entertainment with theater of the mind I give you the pertinent news-breaking stories and tell you where all the bones are buried and who buried them. And it's a magnificent full page. It gives you all the different shows that I do all day Saturday, all day Sunday. Uh, In fact, I'll be back from 9 to 12. And then I'm housing Frank Morano, who's away in Hawaii, that gold brick, that dead beat, from 1 to 5 in the morning, and then it's so nice. I serve you lunch again this week, third time in a row, right after the O'Reilly update from 12 noon to 12.15. And then it's a rip-and-read commentary before 1 o'clock, and Lieutenant Colonel Greg Kelly was on the Greek Independence float at WABC. Yeah, yeah, I saw him at WABCradio.tv as he was waving to the crowd. Doesn't get any better than this because not only are we celebrating... The return of WABC, the number one news talk station in the nation, from the grave. But also my fifth wedding anniversary as we celebrated over the weekend. My beautiful wife, Nancy, she's the keeper. She is the animal rescuer. She's listening in our humble hovel of 328 square feet in the Upper West Side of Manhattan that we share with 18 rescue cats. And we'll continue to rescue cats from the shelters and make sure that they have a good life. Because with the number one problem in New York City, not just being lead poisoning from being shot and the escalating crime rate, it's the fact that we have more rats than people. Eight rats for every one citizen. And the only effective deterrent to rats who are nocturnal are the cats who are nocturnal. So the domestic cats in your house and the feral cats outside, and guess what? You won't have any rats. But we had a great celebration in the limited amount of time that I had in between shows. Because I said, boy, that's the best thing that ever happened in my life. I know a lot of you are saying, best thing that ever happened in your life. You got shot five times with hollow point bullets on June 19th in 1992. That anniversary is coming up on us. And you survived against all odds. The death sentence handed down on you by John Gotti Sr. to John Gotti Jr. and the Gambino crime family. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that that was difficult. Uh, That was probably the best thing that ever happened to me, being able to survive that. But that pales in comparison to uh, the wife who agreed to marry me, Nancy. Hey, well, you need that music. Come on, man. This is like music. I realize you guys are interested in talk, talk.
talk. Oh, what are we going to talk about? Joe Biden. Oh, yeah, it's horrible. What do we talk about? 100 days in Ukraine, Zelensky versus Putin. What are we going to talk about? The, the repeal of raid, uh, uh, Roe v. Wade. We talk about gun control. Blah, blah, blah. Yeah, you can talk about that uh, till you're in the grave. But, you know, weekends are special. It's put aside for entertainment. And, you know, following me, oh, here it goes. This is great. The guy is like, he's busting loose. He is now the king of Staten Island. Move over, Pete Davidson. I realize you got a slice of Kardashian. You're full of yourself. Move over, Frank Morano. You've abandoned ship. You're in Hawaii. No, no, no. It's Vinny Maduno, who, unbelievable talent, who has rocketed to fame here with his show from 5 to 6, Saturday and now Sunday. And then, oh, Joe Piscopo's Sunday Nights with Sinatra. Every Sunday, 6 to 8, sponsored by Ramsey Mazda. That's right, Jersey, Joe Piscopo, all of you from Point Pleasant down to Wildwood. You get to reminisce with Sinatra. And then Joe Piscopo's Sunday Nights with Sinatra turns into Dina Martin's The Dean and Dina Sunday Night Cap for an hour. And then guess who comes back again, right? It's Curtis Lewa, the wraparound. ABC always broadcasting Curtis Let's go to Jack, who's calling from Hackensack. Your turn to be heard here on WABC, Jack. Hey, Curtis. Curtis Wheeler should have been elected mayor of New York City. But the idiots continue to vote, liberal Democrats. And who suffers? Well, the voters. The bottom line is, Curtis, it's an American Marine, G.I. Gino, Jack back in Hackensack, was on a 16-day night leave in New York. In February 1979, heard about a guy up on the Bronx standing up and staring down the punk. And you and I were shoulder to shoulder and back to back. I want to tell you, Curtis, Biden is going to attempting to close the East 23rd Street Federal VA Hospital in Manhattan and the Bay Ridge Fort, ha- Bay Ridge, Fort Hamilton, Brooklyn VA. Nicole Maliotakis, our friend, is going to be leading another peaceful protest. We want you to be there, Curtis. We want you to help make a difference. Otherwise, American veterans are going to have to go all the way up to the Northwest Bronx and Kingbridge or over to Northport, Long Island, practically out to Montauk Point. Jack, Jack, I know that well. I've been uh, to the um, Veterans Hospital in East Orange. Uh, I've been, obviously, to Kingsbridge. It wasn't far from where I started the Guardian Angels. St. Albans in Queens. The 23rd Street side, a lot of people don't know that. On the east side, it's a Veterans Hospital and obviously the big one, Fort Hamilton. Uh, I will tell you, absolutely, there's no doubt about it. And, Jack, the other thing is my father was a merchant mariner in World War II that per person per capita suffered the most losses because when their, when their cargo uh, ships would head across the Atlantic uh, to give the desperately needed supplies to the Brits at first to fight off uh, the Nazis— uh, Churchill desperately needed our supplies. And then eventually, when uh, when Hitler declared war against us four days after the sneak attack of Pearl Harbor by uh, Admiral Yamamoto and General Tojo, uh, my father would oftentimes, when he'd be on leave here in New York, eight months at sea, four months at home, would go to the Merchant Mariner Hospital right there on Bay Street in Staten Island. Uh, I learned so much from the Merchant Mariners there. Also, there was the Merchant Mariner's uh, home, the retirement home. Uh, that's another Curtis Lee Booby Prize, Don't Ask, Don't Tell. 
If you know where the Merchant Mariner's retirement home was, and also the fact that where they sat in their assembly hall, they had plug-ins for their radio. They had the old Sony, uh, Sony radios. They would plug it in right there while they were waiting for their chow in the chow hall. I never saw anything like that before. When we'd go to pick up my father, who was coming in through the Arthur Kill, the Kill Van Cull, through the Straits of the Verrazano, under the Verrazano Bridge, uh, to reach the tank farms all the way back in Staten Island, opposite Perth Amboy in New Jersey, we would stop at this huge retirement home center. And any of you out there who happens to know that, you give a call and you'll get, you'll be rocking that WABC cap. It'll be your booby prize, and it will promote the Curtis Sleever Show. Our number is 1-800-848-9222. That's 1-800-848-WABC. Let's go to Stu in Brooklyn. Your turn to be heard here at WABC, Stu. Hey, hi, Curtis. I think uh, you're talking about... uh... The old sailor's home snug out a snug harbor Staten Island. Absolutely correct. It's now um, like a cultural center, but you can see the remnants of where the old seamen were. In fact, my my mother, uh, we would go pick up my father. This is even before the bridge. You'd have to take the Staten Island ferry when they took uh, cars over. And she would tell my father on the way back after picking him up from the ship, he'd be able to stay about three days before he'd have to ship out again. Chester, if you give me a hard time... I'm going to leave you with your old cronies and your friends here at Snug Harbor. And oftentimes he would take me through the the various caverns of Snug Harbor. And I met merchant seamen from all over the world who were retired there, especially the squareheads, the Norwegians, many who had settled in Bay Ridge, who were considered by my father to be the, the best seamen that the world has ever produced. We, uh, well... Hello. Yeah, yeah, stay on the line, Stu. You've won the Curtis Lee Booby Prize. Wow, you notice it's like moving quick because trivia leads to further discussion. Our number is 1-800-848-WABC. Let's go if we can to, uh, let's go to Andrew in Stanhope, New Jersey. Your turn to be heard here at WABC, Stan. Excuse me, Andrew. If you want to help. Join the Guardian Angels is what I said. The uh, South Korean boy band met Biden at the White House, which you probably know, and they, you know, to speak out against Asian hate crimes. But really, Biden just uses them for publicity, and most of the crimes are committed by African Americans, so men, which obviously most don't do that. But Biden uses it if he can. But what I said was, first of all, the people that are assaulting. Asians or Hasidic, you know, Orthodox Jews, they don't even know who that band is, so they don't care of their appearance there. I said if those guys want to help, contact the local chapter of the Guardian Angels and learn, you know, how to patrol the streets and learn self-defense. That's how they can help. Well, I will tell you this. uh, There are many things that I'm critical of involving uh, President Joe Biden, but I'm not going to criticize him for having that Korean boy band there. Uh, to use them as a launching pad to decry all the hate, all the hate that is directed towards our vast Asian community, our growing Asian community. It's growing in leaps and bounds, and yet, time after time, the crimes are being committed, mostly against the Chinese Americans, 
but also against Japanese, against Koreans, against Filipinos, especially a lot of Filipinos who have been killed as victims of crime here in the city of New York and in other parts. And then even people from Malaysia, people from Nepal, Kathmandu. It's an incredible array of people who have been uh, violated. And little, if anything, has been done to protect them. So I, rather than what politicians generally do, is they have a, a rally to decry Asian hate, and then they disappear and they do nothing at all. What I have chosen to do is organize guardian angel groups in those communities that have predominantly Asian members. So first in Chinatown, where we have been patrolling before the lockdown and pandemic, uh, right before the lunar annual Lunar Day Parade there, when Asians were being attacked and de Blasio did nothing, our city did nothing, and the police were told to stand down. Then to Flushing, Queens, where we organized the Guardian Angel Patrol, 8th Avenue and Sunset Park, which is actually the largest uh, Chinese uh, community now in the five boroughs, and Woodside, Queens, that has quite a diverse group of Asians there, many of them who have been attacked right there on the number 7 train. So, yeah, uh, in addition to what the Guardian Angels have done and what the city has not done, I tell Asian communities, don't depend on the city, don't depend on the police, don't depend on whoever the mayor is, whether it was de Blasio before, Eric Adams, or even if I had been elected mayor, you've got to defend your own folks, the men, the women, the children, the elderly. You've got to show courage, not cowardice. This nation is filled with people now who are cowardly, who don't come to the aid of people they see that are under attack. Look at that case just the other week. It still hasn't been resolved by the police department or the DAs. That maniac, that transvestite who was dressed all in white, who was roaming up and down the car of the J train as it came across the Williamsburg Bridge. It was just about ready to stop at the first stop in Manhattan, Essex, Delancey Street, which is the connection of the F train. You remember the video, it was viral. He was coming up and down that one car. He was kicking in the windows. He was screaming at the passengers. Grown men with high levels of testosterone crashing through their cranium with muscles between both airs shrank away cowardly into the corner, into the recesses of that car. One guy decided to film it. They should have all bum-rushed this guy. And then remember how this guy grabbed that female by her hair, pulled it, told her she's not going anywhere, and she was begging all these grown men, please, he's going to hurt me, he's going to kill me, please help me. They did nothing. By the way, has man been an arrest of this guy? We certainly saw enough video of his face. He didn't have a mask on. What the hell is taking you, Alvin Bragg? Uh, Oh, that's right, turn him loose, Alvin Bragg. I I would bet you there is no emphasis at the Manhattan District Attorney's office to arrest that guy or the others who have held people hostage in the subways, the streets, and the parks. You know, if... uh Malone walks through the streets of New York, crime-infested as it is. He better not smile because he has about a million dollars of diamonds embedded in his teeth. 
and tats all over his face that makes him look like a serial killer. And yet, the thugs and thugettes would not be afraid of him. But this is a great jam on a great day. The weather couldn't be better. Drop Dead Gorgeous. There's a continuation of the Greek pride in the annual Greek Independence Day Parade that has been resurrected as the pandemic and the lockdown slowly removes itself from our plane. Broadcasting right now in the line of march is our own uh, John Katsimatidis, owner and operator, uh, with Dominic Carter and a number of high-profile Greeks who have come to the microphone as the bands, the marches, the floats pass by with Greek-American pride. Oh, it's so good. You can actually watch it. Do a simulcast here. WABCradio.tv. WABCradio.tv. Put it up on your 72-inch big screen TV. But don't turn me off because you're not going to want to miss this. Coming up in the next hour, you know, we got the crime stats in New York, the crime stats in our tri-state area, Pennsylvania, New Jersey, Connecticut, not good. But there's one category of crime that police departments do not factor in because their stats are already horrible. Like uh, in the Northeast, the crime capital is Philadelphia, where just yesterday, eight people were shot and killed. Dozens were wounded. It's like little Chicago. But they don't even factor in this crime that takes place every day in rich communities, middle-class communities, and poor communities. It takes place in the five boroughs. It takes place all throughout the mid-Hudson Valley, upstate New York, western New York, central New York, throughout New Jersey, and throughout Pennsylvania. And you say to yourself, how could you not do something to uh, stamp out these porch pirates who steal every day tens of thousands of packages meant for you or businesses. It could be Amazon packages, FedEx, United States Postal Service. They're out there like locusts through the cornfield, following the delivery guys and delivery gals, sometimes pretending with the uh, stolen garb to be the delivery guys and delivery gals. And then they come into the lobbies, they come into the foyers, and they steal every package they can get their hands on. And not one of those thefts is reported on the crime bottom. Because then, as bad as the crime is now, it would totally blow up. How is it that police have been told, don't count the thefts of those delivery packages as day-to-day crime? You don't want to go anywhere because I know where all the bones are buried and who buried them. Right here on WABC, my place to be, The Curtis Lee Show. So nice, we're going to do it twice at the 5 o'clock hour. And we're going to live up to the full-page ad that John and Margot Katsimatidis of Red Apple Media took out, our parent company at WABC, in the Saturday edition of the New York Post. It blew up. Have a Curtis and Music weekend because I, I conflate the two. You get a lot of the music 
Hey, I'll compete with any of our entertainment gurus here. They've got a more massive selection. But I've got a more eclectic selection because i got to match it with the stories of the day. Now, you would think with the kind of shootings that are taking place all over the nation, Chattanooga, Philly, Baltimore, Chi-Town, New York, that it's summertime, right? It's not even summer yet. Not even summer yet. And the murder rate is escalating. And let me tell you something that's really pissed me off today. That's right, Donna Summer. You sing. You sing like it was in 1978-1980. Two years, this woman dominated the Billboard charts. She had like 20 hits. Most of them went number one. She was the disco diva, bar none. And I thought for a while, man, does she have an Adam's apple? Could she be a transvestite, a cross-dresser? That was the urban myth at the time. Then to find out she's a holy roller, an evangelical, a charismatic. And yet, she was going into the bowels of Sin City, the clubs, raising the roof to the break of dawn, which I do with my overnight program from 12 to 6, Saturdays and Sundays. And then when I house Frank Morano tonight, who's away in Hawaii, I'll be doing the 1 to 5. You better believe I'll be mixing all the musical vibes with the stories that I'm commenting on. But, you know, I woke up this morning and the little birdies in Philadelphia, crime capital of the Northeast, said, Curtis, you're on the front page of the Philadelphia Inquirer. I said, front page of the Philadelphia Inquirer? Yeah, yeah. The police commissioner, whose name is Outlaw. Can you imagine having a police commissioner whose name is Outlaw in the crime capital of the Northeast, Philadelphia, has denounced you as has the George Soros-funded, turn him loose, D.A. Larry Krasner, who knows no criminal that he wants to lock up and incarcerate, he wants to end mass incarceration. He's saying, you are a threat to Philadelphia. You promote vigilantism. You have to go. They want us to fold up our guardian angel patrols. They consider us the problem. Do you see the headlines, you schmucks? You putzes? Three dead. Ten injured. Where? In your mecca of entertainment, South Street, where everybody goes to the nightclubs, the gin mills, the restaurants. I've been there many times. I mean, that's like one of the few crown jewels of Philadelphia left, although... The thugs and thuggets have taken charge. You imagine that, ladies and gentlemen, on a day like this, you would think that Larry Krasner, the turn him loose DA in Philadelphia, supported by George Soros, and the police commissioner outlaw that they hired from Portland, Oregon, were anarchy reigns? You think they would be commenting on the three dead, the ten injured? You think they would be commenting on the fact that on this beautiful spring day that they have to continue to be leading the way in death and carnage and shootings in the Northeast, only slightly behind Chi-Town, the murder capital, the gang uh, capital, the drive-by carjacking capital of America? You know, right after this show, I should head to Phil, and I can't. I got to be back at nine because we have some great entertainment coming at you. Oh, he is now the king 
of Staten Island. Move out, Pete Davidson. Go ahead. Uh, go ahead. You know, trying to keep up with the Kardashians there, Pete Davidson. Buy your brand-new Staten Island ferry and just float away. And Frank Morano, stay in Hawaii. You don't need to come back. Vinnie Maduna will be on from 5 to 6. This is the rising star at WABC. Teacher by day at Richmond High School in the shadow of the Bayonne Bridge. Not only does he spin great stacks of wax as a protege of Cousin Brucie, uh, who's his mentor, but the guy can sing. You know, like Joe Piscopo sings and spins stacks of wax of Sinatra afterwards from 6 to 8, sponsored by Ramsey Mazda. Uh, He's the new, he's the new rising star here. And if you notice, on the weekends, it's totally different than it is weekdays. When I come at you again during the lunch hour for a third straight week, right after the Bill O'Reilly update, I was so complimented the other night at 9 o'clock when he's on from 9 to 10, Monday through Fridays. He complimented me because he listens. Because I come on right now after the Bill O'Reilly 15-minute update to serve you all lunch. It's a rip and read with commentary and no calls. But this show and the other shows I do all weekend long are based on you, your right to be heard. And on this Greek Independence Day tribute where democracy was birthed in Athens. That's what democracy is about, hearing more from you. And less from us. That's my philosophy and how I've survived for 33 re, uh, years in talk radio. Let's open up the phone lines. 1-800-848-9222. That's 1-800-848-WABC. Oh, and with all the crime stats that are being reported all over the country, there's one crime stat you will never find on the blotters of any police department, whether it's, um, whether it's Andy Griffin in uh, Mayberry RFD with Barney Fife, who's afraid to put that one bullet in his gun. You won't see it in suburbia or rural America with deputy sheriffs or sheriffs, and you won't see it in big cities. Why not? Four in ten shoppers have had a package stolen before it could be delivered. Four in ten across America. You would think that's, um, that's theft, right? You would think that's a robbery. You would think that would make it to a crime blotter that would be added to the growing crime problems that we have in America. It is not. It is a udiscrazia. They basically, they sweep it right under the carpet. Somehow, whether it's Amazon or FedEx or DHL uh, or UPS or United States Postal Service, they try to sweep it under the rug and say, you know, it's all about whether... The value of the product in the box is $500 to $1,000. Uh, look, you file. File a report to us. We'll file a police report. It never gets filed, a police report. And how many packages do you think are stolen each day upon delivery in New York City? This figure will rock your world. How many packages a day? In order to win a Curtis Lewa booby prize, a WABC hat with a Curtis Lewa show on it. Little music, maestro. I got to have that Donna Summers because it's spring affair. Because all spring long, you have these porch pirates. They are following the FedEx trucks, the Amazon trucks, the delivery trucks, the UPS trucks, the DHL trucks, United States Postal Service trucks. Some of these porch pirates, they get the actual dress of the Amazon deliverers. And they come into your lobby. They come to your porch. They come right 
into your backyard area or your front yard, wherever the, 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 the packages are delivered, and they steal them. How many packages a day are stolen in New York City, ladies and gentlemen, and never find their way on the crime blotter because heavens to Betsy. If all of these crimes were somehow filed with the NYPD or other police departments, the numbers would skyrocket up even more than they are now. Our number is 1-800-848-9222. That's 1-800-848-WABC. Let's go to Paul, who's calling from Rye, New York. Your turn to be heard here at WABC, Paul. Hey, Curtis. Uh I want to talk about uh, stop and frisk because you just don't hear enough about how there was a significant benefit to stop and frisk and how many guns were taken off the street when we did have stop and frisk. And obviously every policy has room for improvement. I'm not saying that the answer was exactly how it was implemented, but why are we not talking about the benefits of stop and frisk and how many people that were that had warrants how many guns were taken off the street through the process of stop and frisk. Uh, thoughts on that? Well, it's clear I probably was stop and frisk more than any human being in New York City because before the t- term uh, was popularly used by cops and criminologists and judges and reporters, when I first started the Guardian Angels in 1979, February 13th, The cops would stop and frisk me all the time because they were under the impression that we were carrying guns, uh, knives, sticks, uh, all kinds of weapons, uh, brass knuckles, uh, you know, rolled quarters, rolled nickels, anything uh, to fight as vigilantes to try to stop crime. But obviously, uh, we could have been arrested. And almost every time I'd be out on patrol, somewhere along the patrol, when the police were very adversarial to us, especially the transit police and their union chief, who was Bill McKechnie at that time, I would get stopped and frisked sometimes, Paul, three, four times a day. Now, when it's used correctly, as it was during Rudy Giuliani's administration with first Bratton and then Safer and then Kerrick, eight years uh, of uh, going from the murder capital, the crime capital, to the safest big city of America. They averaged about 125,000 constitutionally legal stop and frisk. They had to fill out what they call a 250 index card every time they did a stop question and frisk, and it was very effective. Uh, Towards the end of the Bloomberg administration, he was just interested in analytics. He had no sense of the streets. Uh, he just was looking for better stats. He wanted to out Rudy Rudy, and there were too many stop and frisk. If you're in a gang area, Paul, like where most of these shootings are taking place, the gangs rule, not the cops. When the sun goes down, the cops ain't around and the gangs rule. They openly carry guns. They have it on their Instagram profiles. You have these drill rappers now who talk about carrying guns, shooting guns, uh, they speak and sing of guns, and they have it on their Instagram profiles. You would think cops who would do intel would roll up on them and search them every time they see them to make sure better safe than sorry, right, Paul? That's basic common sense. Absolutely. But Absolutely. we are devoid of common sense. We are more concerned about drill rappers and Bloods and Crips and MS-13 and 18th Street and Trinidadios, the Dominican gang, than we are for the victims uh, of the criminals who are of the same age, the same color, live in the same neighborhoods. They end up getting an early burial, 
and these enemies of society because of no bail, because of the actions of judges, DAs, the no bail situation, and the move to defund the police and defund prisons end up back in the streets. It's obvious to me, Paul, search the people who are most likely to be carrying illegal handguns and illegal weapons. You are 100% correct, Curtis. Absolutely. And I speak, Paul, as somebody who used to constantly get stopped and frisked. To the point where sometimes a guy would pull my chain. I say, hey, that's a little too personal, pal. Well, you know, people are known to keep a 22 down there. What? By my three piece set, my package? You have to pull my chain? Hey, wise guy. And we get into words. And then I get locked up. You know how many times I've been locked up? 77 times. Most of it in the first 13 years of the Guardian Angels in New York City. When the police were told to arrest us, to harass us, and it wasn't until my Kumbada Cheech Rudy Giuliani got elected that that all ended. And he brought us on as partners in uh, stopping crime and in helping the police. Unlike Eric Adams, uh, our mayor, oh, by the way, we got to go to those cuts. Eric Adams has a new partner. His name is Mitchell. He appointed him the gun czar. Uh, as a result of the escalating gun violence and young men, especially carrying guns and using them indiscriminately. And he introduced him to the New York City media on the front steps of City Hall on Friday. It was like uh, not a very good debut. You look at the guy's resume. He did time upstate for manslaughter, drug dealing. He's had millions of dollars sent to his nonprofit that's called Man Up. Uh, that has never, never been audited. The one time the Department of Investigation said you're illegally spending these tax dollars, uh, all they did was give him more money. He hasn't filed an IRS report or with the Attorney General Tish James since 2018. It's what every nonprofit has to do every year. I know because they're all over my jockstrap. And I make sure, no, 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 every nickel, diamond, penny is accounted for. This guy, Mitchell, isn't. And listen to him yesterday. He was without Slim Shady Sharpton at the National Action Network, who was trying to give him color, cover and solace because he had a really bad opening day. And listen to what he had to say to a very friendly crowd. There's no difference between a white racist assassin in Buffalo and a black racist. Let me back that up because I think we can't even be racist. A black miseducated, misguided missile with a pistol in his hand. Let me back that up. A black man cannot be a racist. So Frank James, who went into that subway weeks ago, all of a sudden disappeared from the front page headlines. Oh, by the way, he's sharing a cell. He is uh, sharing a cell with R. Kelly at the Sunset Park Federal Detention Facility. They're singing uh, show, show tunes under a carousel. I don't know who's the Maytag. I don't know if Frank James is the Maytag to R. Kelly. Uh, I just want to fly. Oh, what, what was it? I, I want to. What, what was uh, that? What, what was that? I believe I can fly, right? He entertains all the inmates, and they love it, the way he sings. But imagine him and Frank James are sellies. I want to know who's the Maytag. Anyway, let's go to the phones, one 800 Let's go to Wilfred calling from Newark. Your turn to be heard here at WABC. Wilfred. Thank you. Yeah, one thing you guys realize about the stop and frisk, that's unconstitutional. What they do is the Democrats keep chipping away in little pieces, and, and you go for it. You lose your freedom when they always tell you 
you know, this is to help you. Yeah. Well, now, Wilfred, if it's young men with high levels of testosterone in gangs who run around shooting at one another and then come back for a retaliatory uh, cycle in which it shoot at one another, never hit their intended victim, which are the gangbangers, they hit innocent victims, why wouldn't you target for stop and frisk the people who are already committing the gun crimes who post them on their Instagram profiles where you see the very illegal guns in their hands, that gives you the probable cause when you see them in the streets or you see them driving around in a car to do a stop and frisk of their person or to actually search the car, Wilfred. No, no, I'd go along with that. If they're going to be bragging about showing on TV, then you got a reason to go, you know, check them out. But my, my point is, they keep chipping away like they, they passed that, uh, Put it this way. First, they came out with PC, right? Yes. They didn't say nothing, right? They didn't say Merry Christmas. Then they kept using it and using it, and then they came out with hate crimes. You can't have hate crimes unconstitutional because what it is is another backdoor to take away your right to disagree like they're doing now. Well, 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 no, no, no. You have a right to disagree, Wilfred. And as far as I'm concerned, you should always have a right to disagree, even if it it rubs everybody the wrong way, as long as you don't express it with your fists, a two-by-four, a bat, uh, a pipe, a knife, a samurai sword, or by shooting that person with a clip of nine-millimeter bullets. out of summer and it's gonna get really hot this summer but global warming and climate change i know some of you disagree with that but whenever it gets hot in the streets the crime begins to soar even more than it has this spring it just it'll reach a point where you'll say my god it's like a war going on there it's an urban warfare and just to give you a update uh, Philadelphia was uh, in our 50,000 powerful uh, sound of listening. In fact, we get a lot of calls from down in southern New Jersey, Camden, the crime capital of southern New Jersey, and across the Ben Franklin Bridge in Philadelphia, uh, where I've spent time in Somerset and Kensington with all those dope fiends, where they openly stick spikes in their arms and the police do nothing, absolutely nothing at all. Where there are drive-by shootings every day, there are carjackings, the gangs rule. And what do I wake up to this morning for the two hours that I slept coming off the uh, uh, early morning show from 12 to 6? The phone was singing and ringing. They would say, hey, Curtis, you're on the front page of the Philadelphia Inquirer. I said, why would I be on the front page of the Philadelphia Inquirer? Because even though the lead story is a mass shooting, on South Street, which is their party area for gin mills, restaurants, nightclubs. Three were killed, 11 were injured, no arrests made. George Soros, <laughs> his DA Larry Krasner, who believes in turning him loose, is condemning you as a vigilante, as well as the police commissioner, I kid you not, her name is Outlaw, who says, you vigilante guardian angels have to leave Philadelphia. 
and I'm saying, oh, excuse me, so that more crimes can be committed, drive-by shootings, carjackings, a total insurrection, anarchy. Let me tell them all now on the 50,000 powerful WhatsApp sound, over my dead body. When all of a sudden Betsy Ross's house is arsoned and burnt and is a victim of a home invasion. Maybe then you'll say, thank you, Guardian Angels, for trying to help us here. But there's no help for you because you guys want to turn all the criminals loose as you are the crime capital of the Northeast. More murders, more drive-bys, more carjacking, more gangbangers. Ah, it's got me all upset. Meantime, let me get back on track. It's a crime that is taking place all over America every day. Leave it to Beaver Land, Father Knows Best, Little House on the Prairie, the rural areas, suburban areas, and the urban areas. Thousands of these packages are stolen every day. I asked the question for you to earn a Curtis Lewa booby prize, uh, which is the WABC hat with the Curtis Lewa Show logo on it, is how many packages a day alone in New York City are stolen, whether it's Amazon, FedExpress, UPS, DHL, uh, or the uh, United States Parcel Service. 1-800-848-9222. That's 1-800-848-WABC. Let's go to Robin in Brooklyn. Your turn to be heard here at WABC, Bobby. Hello, how you doing? Oh. I've had better days, Robin. I've had better days. I, I know. Um, I think I used to be a postman, and I've had packages stolen from me uh, from my stoop. So I'm going to say it's a it's a very large number. It has to be. Um, I would say between I don't know eighty thousand and ninety thousand around that area. You are correct. Ninety thousand packages every day that are stolen by porch pirates that never make it to the police crime blot is anywhere because if they did. The already increasing grand larceny rate, the burglary rate, the, the spike in robbery would be off the hook. They purposefully don't want to report it to the police, and the police don't want to take reports on it or do anything about it. But there's one problem. They don't ring bells, these, these delivery people, for some reason. They'll just throw it in the stoop and walk away. Yes, but uh, look, I use my building uh, as a perfect example. They ring the bells. Uh, you know, people sometimes are wary to let anybody in because they know other people will come in and actually steal packages that have been secured properly away. So, Robin, in true vigilante uh, fashion, this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to get the biggest packages that I can and put them right at the front front entrance of the foyer. And I'm going to sit in that apartment a few hours that I'm not on the radio with my Rocky Calavito Louisville slugger. And when they come in to take the package and I say, where are you going with that package? And they turn and with defiance and brazenness like they do to other people say, oh, I'm the, I'm the delivery guy. I'm just, well, why are you taking the package, pal? You ain't going anywhere. It's sort of like that scene in Bronx Tale where Chaz Palminteri looks at all the bikers. And so, hey, guys, lock the doors. Hand out the bats. You ain't going nowhere right now. And then you kneecap them. And they'll get the message real quick because the police won't even take a police report. They won't arrest me. They won't arrest any. They don't arrest anybody anymore. But But anyway, Robert, stay on the line. You have won a Curtis Lee with Booby Prize. Can you imagine 90,000 packages get stolen every day?
Do they get reported to the police? The police, uh, we don't want to take a report. Come on. Uh, FedEx, Amazon, well, you file paperwork and maybe, maybe we'll send you some new product. You don't think this encourages people to commit crime? They know as porch pirates, they can steal your packages wherever it is and there are no consequences. Young guys, young teenagers, hey, why don't we go for a ride? What are we going to do? Are we going to hotwire cars? No. We're going to be porch pirates. We ride around all day, even with gas at $7 a gallon. It's worthwhile. We steal the packages. We open them all up. There'll be enough. We go to the pawn shops. We lay it right out in the street. We throw it up on eBay. We'll be rolling in dough. In fact, we'll be able to buy an oil refinery soon. And we won't get arrested, and we won't even get a ticket. And here are all these mayors and police commissioners and these DAs all saying, oh, we're fighting crime. Why don't you do something about these porch pirates? Are you arresting them? Uh, let me see how many packages are being reported in your precincts or in your monthly crime stats. You don't even have that category because you know it's off the hook. Anyway, let's go to Chris in Staten Island. Your turn to be heard here at WABC, Chris. Good afternoon, Curtis. Good afternoon, Curtis. Uh, just like Robert was saying, these delivery guys don't ring the bell, which is why I have no sympathy for the so-called victims, because I was telling you, call screener, back in October, I saw an Amazon delivery guy throw a package onto a stoop, take a picture of it, not even bother ringing the bell. Now, you mentioned apartment buildings. This was a regular house. And at last month, I seen a FedEx driver do the same thing, just throw them on the stoop. This guy didn't even take a picture. About five to or six years ago, I came home. I had notices on my door from FedEx, UPS, and the post office saying, you weren't home, you want it, come get it. Like, but sadly, like everything else, common sense has gone out the window and doesn't exist anymore. Right, but Chris, uh, let's suppose uh, that you're in Staten Island and the delivery guy or gal did the right thing and the package got stolen anyway because you weren't home. Uh, you know, at the 120th precinct or the precinct on Highland Boulevard, they're not going to take a report. They don't want to add it to their stats. Uh, this mayor and the previous mayor, they don't even want to consider it. If you were to ask Sewell, the new police commissioner, or the old police commissioner, Dermot Shea, the lapdog for de Blasio, hey, how come they don't show up on your crime stats? And they would say to somebody, hey, that, that, Mind your own business. You know, that, that's the private sector. Let Amazon deal with that Federal Express, DHL, UPS, United States Postal Service. It is a crime that exists every day in America. And all that's going to do is induce people to commit even greater crimes. So when all of a sudden you see them now in their cars saying, what the hell do we need to follow some guy or gal in an Amazon truck? We'll just do a smash and grab. We already got the sledgehammers in the back of the truck, the baseball bats. We'll just go to a jewelry shop. Oh, wow, they're afraid already. Look, they're open and they don't even have any jewelry in the front window because they know we're going to smash and grab. They go inside, you flex, you wave at the camera, you smash everything, you grab, you go, and you say, you know, this is a hell of a lot more productive for the time spent out here in the car with gasoline at $7 a gallon because even if we get arrested for this, there are no consequences. It's called zero tolerance. If you allow for the smaller crimes to exist, some of these criminals will flex and start committing even more violent and more felonies and lay siege to the retail and the wholesale sector. Next, they'll start hijacking 18-wheel tractor trailers. Oh, that's what my cousins used to do in Canarsie. 
It all starts. It all starts slowly but surely as they move up the pecking chart and nothing's being done. 1-800-848-9222. That's 1-800-848-WABC. Let's go to Eileen, who's calling from Rockland County. Your turn to be heard here at WABC, Eileen. Hello, Curtis. I have something very most important to say. Okay, there is 200 places in America, and they're building more. It is called Homeboy Industries in America. It's run by a man named Greg Boyle, and he gives hope to troubled kids. Yeah, that's a brother. He's a uh, Christian brother. I know him well. Uh, in fact, I received the uh, uh, the award at the time Bush 41 was president of the United States at the White House. It was called the Points of Light Award. Uh, I received it for the Guardian Angels. He received it for Homeboys. Uh, we've met each other over the years uh, some of the people he's catered to in East L.A., an area they call, believe it or not, Brooklyn Avenue in East L.A., the, the most serious, hardcore vatos and cholos you'd ever want to know. Norteños, which means they're from northern Mexico. Sorreños, they're from southern Mexico. They're cutthroats. And he he, he has the charm to, to to calm them down and to actually get them making products and becoming capitalists. He does a very good job, Eileen. Can I say something, please? Of course. I think, and I've read reviews on it. My friend told me about it, and I Googled it. Some of the kids, and they take boys and girls, troubled kids, have come out from making naughty mistakes, as I call them, committing crimes, making mistakes, and they come out as life coaches. They've really bettered themselves, and we really need to get the word out to everyone. Oh, no, no, I, I, I wholeheartedly agree, Eileen. It's a great program. I've seen it firsthand in East L.A. in the, in the barrio with the vatos, the cholos, the cholitas. It's like a scene. Remember when uh, Denzel Washington was in that movie? I think he won an Academy Award. He was the road cop, the L.A. cop, training day in which that dopey white boy partner of his goes in and talk to the cholos and the vatos in that house, and then they end up putting him in the bathtub and they got a shotgun to his head. I should kill you. That's the way they are. They're like completely off the hook, and please don't let them start drinking cerveza or Bacardi 151. That's it. Lights out. By the way, it's young men and young women like that who wouldn't necessarily be stealing packages as porch pirates. What they're doing now is they're crawling under your undercarriage and they're stealing catalytic converters every morning in the wee hours of the morning, like armies in the night. Yeah, they're paying their $6 for gas. They don't care because a lot of times it's a stolen car to begin with, crawling underneath your undercarriage, and they're stealing those catalytic converters everywhere because of the, the soaring prices of the precious metals that are contained within them. And guess what? Most police departments, they don't even want to take a report on it. Because what does it do? It spikes their crime reports. And they don't have to report all the real crime that's taking place. The porch pirates that are stealing the packages, 90000 every day in New York City. Where is the category of that on Comstat? And the catalytic converters, every morning, in the wee hours of the morning, before you rise and shine, these guys are crawling in underneath the undercarriage and stealing catalytic converters. Talk Radio 77 WABC. 
New York's talk station with the king of New York. Curtis Lewa, 77 WABC. Speaking of homeboys, Snoop Dogg, no doubt, smoking a blunt with his gal pal, Martha Stewart. What an odd couple that is. Dr. Dre with his headphones, he's a billionaire. Remember them in that uh, video from Long Beach where they were cripping down the street in their Chevy Impala. They had all those hydraulics as they were going bangity, 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 bangity. Well, those are the kind of homeboys that would never end up being redirected because they've learned the crime page. Snoop Dogg, who actually did a drive-by killing in Los Angeles as a crip, then went to criminal court and the jury... Because it was jury nullification. They knew it was Snoop Dogg, and they say, man, he's a crip. He's going to get us. Uh, Oh, I didn't see Snoop Dogg. Hell no. All I saw was a plume of smoke coming out of the car from Ganj. You know, they smoke. (laughs) They smoke a really strong strain. The guy, they call it crunk out there in L.A. I mean, they opened up their windows. You can't even see them. So naturally, the jury said, we couldn't even see it. You said it was Snoop Dogg. We don't know you walked free. And Dr. Dre, oh, my God, he has smacked the hell out of so many women in his life. Uh, When you talk domestic abuse, you'll go to the dictionary and you see a picture of Dr. Dre. But guess what? There are no consequences for them. And no consequences for so many other hoodlums out there, whether they're white-collar criminals, they're blue-collar criminals, or no-collar criminals. Let's take for an example. In between the time that I'm away until about 9, I'll end up going out in the streets of uh, Midtown Manhattan. And I guarantee you there will be 200 marauders who will be going up and down the streets in their all-terrain vehicles, their quads, their dirt bikes. 200 together like a pack, and nothing gets done. Nothing gets done. The cops are told, first off, retreat. Don't aggressively pursue them because you can't chase them for liability reasons. The city of New York has a no-chase policy. Ask the mayor. Ask the police commissioner, Sewell. Hey, How come you're not stopping these all-terrain vehicles and quads and dirt bikes in the street, posseing up sometimes 200 strong? Do you have a no-chase policy? No. Are you kidding? If we see a crime committed, we're going to chase them down to the ends of time. They lie. Just like Dermot Shea lied when he was the police commissioner for de Blasio. You go to Baltimore, body bag city, you know? Uh, The ATVs, the quads, the dirt bikes, they rule the streets because there's a no-chase policy. You go to Philadelphia, the crime capital of the Northeast, where today in the Philadelphia Inquirer, they are telling me I'm a vigilante and that guardian angels need to cease and desist while they've just had a series of killings on South Street, shootings, and any given day, you go to Philadelphia, you go to Center City right near right near City Hall itself that is patrolled by police and private security, and you got a stack of needles from dope fiends who have been shooting up right in the shadow of Benjamin Franklin and going up and down Broad Street, North Broad Street, South Broad Street, the all-terrain vehicles, the quads, the dirt bikes, and the cops, they're told, don't chase them because of the liability issue. They don't even try to grab the ATVs, the dirt bikes, and the quads. 
many of them that are stolen. You stop them and you say, where are your papers? Where's your license and registration? I ain't got none. Well, guess what? We're taking it to the precinct. When you find it in your clutter, you could bring it home. You could bring it to the precinct and you could uh, tell the desk sergeant you're here to retrieve your all-terrain vehicle, your quad, or your dirt bike. Guess what? They're never going to return because most of them are stolen. And this is the best way to infiltrate them because they all meet, you know, especially on the weekends. And they posse up, and it's like Hell's Angels forever. They're terrorizing people going up and down the streets, on the sidewalks. You name it, they control it. Have an undercover police officer who's young, right out of the academy, who likes to ride these bikes, dirt bikes, or all-terrain vehicles or quads. Join the group. Put a GPS on him, and he's in the pack of 200. Have the drone that they have over at Floyd Bennett Field that the police are not using that we paid millions of dollars for. Just follow... And then all of a sudden you can track. They're coming. And you can get them and basically cut them off on a particular block, put them in, and grab every one of them and take their ATVs and their quads and their dirt bikes and bring it down to the largest precinct in the city, the 75th precinct in East New York, and say, when you come with your paperwork, you can take your ATV, your quad, or your dirt bike. Makes too much common sense. But I'll bet you a lot of you out there, not just in the city, but in the suburbs, every weekend, it's a parade of all-terrain vehicles, quads, dirt bikes, eating up the asphalt on the sidewalks, basically saying, we fly the Jolly Roger, we're the pirates, we rule, anarchy prevails, and police officers uh, maintain your impotency because the elected officials have said, oh, there's a no-chase policy. And we have too many liability issues. That's a double UFA. 1-800-848-9222. That's 1-800-848-WABC. Let's go, if we can, to uh, hmm, TJ calling from West Orange in New Jersey. Your turn to be heard here at WABC, TJ. Curtis, how are you, sir? I've had better days. I value your opinion. Uh, I was in the city this morning. My son... Got an internship on uh, Park Avenue and 53rd, and he starts tomorrow. So we did a dry run today, taking the bus. From the bus, we uh, decamped. We got off at uh, Port Authority, and we had a walk, basically a mile, because I'm scared of the subways. Uh, what, are your, what is your opinion on the subways, and are they safe to take in the morning, or you really, you really couldn't tell me? Oh, no, I can tell you. I ride the subways all the time. I patrol with the Guardian Angels. We've been doing it straight for 43 years. The subways are a hot mess. TJ, the mayor, has said he has flooded the subways with cops, uniformed cops. I'll be honest, I almost never see them. When you do see them, they're standing on platforms. They're not wearing their hats, so you can't even spot them down the platform. You know, they're all John Travolta. You know, they, they want you to see how they're groomed. Uh, they need to be on the trains, the moving trains, walking up and down the cars as they used to do and they no longer do. It stopped during the de Blasio administration, and now it has not uh, been abated in the uh, Adams administration. So I would say, TJ, uh, your son, he needs some good cardio uh, uh, workouts. Let him walk from the Port Authority. And by the way, the Port Authority... I- is a bit of a hot mess itself. Just tell them, don't stop, don't engage anyone in conversation, because they're all out there to try to shake you down and fool you with technology. They had a lot of cops on, uh, I got to admit, though, they had about, 
I seen about 15 cops right at the Port Authority when you're coming out with their shotguns and all that stuff. Uh, basically, young kids. Uh, I guess they're they're hiring off the streets now. I don't know. They're, these guys are so young. It's scary. Well, you know why they were doing that? Because no doubt they were assigned. Uh, somebody had probably phoned in a threat to the New York Times. Uh, New York Times is across the street. That's their new uh, their, their new facility as opposed to their old facility, which was a little further up in Times Square. So sometimes uh, it's as a result of that. Sometimes it's a result of them just wanting to flex and be seen with their Hercules unit uh, with their automatic weapons, NYPD, or could be the Port Authority police. But that's good. It was good that you were able to see them outside of the Port Authority because sometimes they're not visible at all. And let me tell you something. Uh, it could be a fright show in the Port Authority. But Sunday morning, it's we got there around quarter after eight. It, it was like a – it was beautiful. It was like I remember it way back when, I guess the – uh, dirt bags don't come out until uh, the nighttime. Well, yeah, generally, remember, they go to sleep at like 4 in the morning. They wake at about uh, 1 or so, and then they begin to terrorize people because they'll tell you straight up, whether they're boosters and shoplifters, uh, they got to go out and make money. That's their job. Uh, they want to shake you down and extort you for money. Uh, they need a fix. Uh, they're dope fiends. So if they don't get that money... Uh, all of a sudden, they're without uh, being able to put the spike in their arm or taking their oxys or Percocet or Vicodin they bought in the street. There's a whole host for reasons. Good luck, TJ. Uh, your son should have good luck. Uh, I would suggest if it's a mile away, it's a good workout for your son, and he'll learn more about the city above ground than he will down in the uh, subterranean urban uh, Dante's Inferno. One flew over the cuckoo's nest that our subways have become. Anyway, let's go, if we can, to uh, Kathleen, who's calling from Connecticut. Your turn to be heard here at WABC, Kathleen. Hi, Curtis. I've been watching and following you for a long time. I'm 96 years old, and I think you're just wonderful. Wow. Kathleen, you're 96 years old. My vision is not good, because, and I'm worried about that because... I know they're going to make a movie about you someday, and I'm going to be—I'm not going to be able to see it. Well, Kathleen, you've taken a licking, I'm sure, during your your life, and you're going to keep taking. Uh, my father had a goal to live to 110, and I knew he was checking out. He was in a rehab clinic, and the director came while I was visiting with my middle son uh, Carter. And he said, Chester, how old are you? And my father said 110, and he was only like 94 at the time. So I knew that was a signal to me. But Kathleen, make it a goal like me. My goal is to live to the age that my father, Chester, wanted to live to 110. You can do it, Kathleen, because then you can listen to me morning, noon, and night on WABC. Give me a second, Lo. Listen, Curtis. I'm very worried about something. I'm, besides being worried about our country, there's nothing I can do about that. I'm worried about, I like it when you're on alone. I, I, somehow or other, I know you're going to get mad at me, but I don't trust this other person that comes on with you. Ah, uh, well, fear not, Kathleen. Fear not. I've had more partners, radio partners, than I've had wives. And boy, have I had a lot of wives, a lot of Michigash. So in all the things that I do, and again, a tribute to John and Margot Katsimatidis of our parent company, Red Apple Media, for having taken out a full-page ad 
uh, in the uh, New York Post edition on Saturday. It was really a tribute to all the hours that I do, especially on the weekends where it's always broadcasting, Curtis. It has a complete listing of all the shows. But the headline says, have a Curtis and Music Weekend, because I conflate music with talk. And don't forget this week, again, three times, it's the Trinity, the Troika, the Trifecta. I'll be following Bill Riley, who gives you the 15-minute update at 12 noon. He paid a tribute to me on his 9 o'clock show that you can hear Monday through Friday uh, right here during the week at 9 o'clock to 10 and then I give you a 45-minute lunchtime edition of the Curtis Lever Show. No calls. I just rip and read and do commentary before Lieutenant Colonel Greg Kelly, our top gun here, comes on from 1 to 3. Sometimes entertaining, sometimes serious, always compelling. This is Talk Radio 77 WABC. Oofa. If you're up late on the weekends, this is what WABC sounds like. Eileen from Queens uh, fell asleep on me just uh, 24 hours ago. Do I do this to people? Do I put people to sleep? Another Side of Midnight with Curtis Sliwa. Weekends, 77 WABC. Talk Radio 77 WABC, New York's talk station with the king of New York, Curtis Lewa, 77 WABC. Uh, He's our board operator. He's uh, so enamored with Snoop Dogg and Dr. Dre. It's like uh, the Bonnie and Clyde of rap music. I don't know who's Bonnie. I don't know who's Clyde. Because remember, you can be anything you want to be in this world. You have 72 different choices of how to identify yourself as homosexual. Uh, You could be heterosexual. You could be pansexual. You could be asexual. Enough of that. I don't want to hear these guys. Enough of the Snoop Dogg and Dr. Dre, me, I stroll. I want to introduce you, though, to great music. Mark this down on your calendar as I take you to the top of the hour, and Vinny Maduno, who is uh, now skyrocketing. He is, uh, he is the Staten Island kid. There's no doubt about it. And by the way, unlike Frank Morano, that gold brick, that deadbeat who's uh, off in Hawaii, you know, he's wearing his Hawaiian shirt, and everybody's saying, you know, people who wear Hawaiian shirts, they're like uh, identified with the Proud Boys. Oh, yeah, yeah, he's at every tiki bar. They're having to, to scrape them off the floor there. So he won't be back by tonight, uh, the early morning. I'll be on from 1 to 5 also. But, you know, always people said Frank Morano, the Staten Island kid, right? He's synonymous with Staten Island. No more. He's almost never in Staten Island. He might as well move to Long Island where his beautiful wife, Rachel, originally was from. See the the turf to Vinnie Madugno, who will tell you what age he is. Because Frank Morano, oh, you ask him his age, he gets all offended. I'm not going to tell you my age, and I'm never going to give up my DNA. Why? Because of the Gabons and wise guys he hangs out with. But anyway, his time is over, even though he's the ratings leader here at WABC. I'll pass him by July 4th. It's Vinnie Maduno's uh, time. He's up next, 5 to 6, so nice they do it twice. Saturdays originally. He's the protege of Cousin Brucey, and so nice now they do it twice. Uh, now Sunday's 5 to 6. He's the real deal, teaches at Richmond High School by day, and entertains by night and on the weekends, especially here at WABC. And then you don't want to miss it. Joe Piscopo's the Sinatra 
two-hour extravaganza for Ramsey Mazda. And let me make it uh, a point here that many of you have wanted to see see my lovely wife, uh, my beautiful wife, Nancy. I need a little Malone to go out with here. Give me Malone. She likes Malone circles here. So uh, whatever Nancy wants this weekend, Nancy gets. Because it's our fifth uh, wedding anniversary. This is the keeper. The best decision I've ever made in my life. And she has to put up with me. Imagine that. Imagine if you had to put up with me. You know how erratic I can be. And somehow she has the constitution, the personality to be able to remain cool, calm, and collected. And all I got to do is give her circles from alone. But I'm going to go one better. Because unlike Frank Morano has alligator arms and throws nickels around like manhole covers, I want you all to join me at my fifth wedding anniversary celebration. Because it's free. I'm going to be pimping the ride of Cousin Brucey, who will be emceeing this extravaganza that is free. Boy, that should be music to a lot of your people's ears. It's in Homedale, New Jersey, right along the Garden State Parkway this Thursday... June 9th, 7.30 p.m. at the PNC Bank Art Center for all of you veterans and those of you who bust your bridges with patriotic pride. Right there next to the PNC Bank Art Center, there is a monument to all the Vietnam War dead. Stop there first, and then come on in. You have Cousin Brucey, who's the MC. Vinny Madugno, the new rising star at WABC, will be there. And then you get serenaded by Tommy James and the Shandells. My favorite, Little Anthony, what happened to the Imperials? Wow, the acapella and doo-wop that they gave on the rooftops of the public housing projects in Brooklyn was great then. It's great now. And the 1910 Fruit Gum Company and all the great personalities here at WABC, whether you like them, you don't like them, the people behind the scene, it's free. What can you get free in life anymore? But do me one solid when you're on the Garden State Parkway in your demolition derby reject. If you run out of gas, do not stop at Luke Oil, which are the rest stops, which is Putin's Russian gas. All you're going to be doing is subsidizing his invasion, his war against Ukraine and Zelensky. It's now past 100 days. So push your car. Push your car if you have to to the PNC Bank Art Center. Hit your ride. Leave your demolition derby reject there at the Garden State Parkway. Make it to Homedale, New Jersey this Thursday, June 9th, 7.30 for another incredible entertainment extravaganza presented by WABC with Cousin Brucey as your host, with Tommy James and the Shondells, Little Anthony, got to have the Imperials there. And you'll meet my beautiful wife, the one who's kept me sane and alive and kept me from uh, being Lazarus, dead as a doornail. Oh, she's so good, Nancy. And you can hear it tonight because it's the one hour or the many hours I do on the weekend that is the most listened to, called into. It is our animal welfare segment from 11 to 12 in which we talk about dogs and cats, our furry little friends, our family members, and everything that can be done to perpetuate a community that is always under siege. Because here at WABC, we care not just about people. We care about animals. And these no-kill shelters, we should never be killing a dog or cat again. They're our friends. They're our family members. 
John Katsimatidis ran on that for mayor in 2013, and then I made it one of my planks in running for mayor in 2021.